Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ceresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students, you'll get tips from experts, and occasionally you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself, find your purpose, find your people, and pursue you fearlessly. Hi there. This week, you're going to meet Sarah Weinman. Sarah and I met a few weeks ago while my daughter Alyssa and I were on a school tour at Tufts University. Sarah told an amazing story about how she ended up deciding to choose Tufts when she was deciding between two of her top school choices. I loved the story so much, I invited her to be on the show, and she and I had a great conversation, and we ended up talking a lot about balance, time management, dealing with school stress, and how she stays committed to all her different obligations. And since so many of us are talking about this idea of how to balance our lives, how to stay stress-free, and how to tune in to doing the things we really want to do, Sarah and I talk in this clip about self-care and saying yes to things we really want to do and learning how to balance our time so that we increase our energy and we're more available to do the things we really love. So hang on, enjoy this week's episode, and let me know what you think. Okay, well, that's a cool thing to touch on. So you say um, self-care is important, and what do you think self-care looks like? Um, I guess as a, by, as a student, as a college student. Yeah, um, by its nature, I think it's, you know, selves are all different, so it's different person to person. I think the cliche of what self-care means, like textbook for college students is, you stop studying, you're like not out doing things with friends, you're, you know, in your dorm taking a nap or going on a walk. I think for me, self-care means like making sure that my body is healthy as well as like my mental state. So I know that I need to work out every day if I'm going to be happy or be productive. Um, it means taking lots of time to be with your friends because I could so easily spend all day studying. <laughs> you could? The, oh, every day, your work expands to the amount of time you have. So if you have time, if I give myself 12 hours to do work on a Saturday, I can do work all day Saturday. But if I say, well, from 8 a.m. to 4, I'm going to Boston with my friends, then I can do my work in like four hours in the afternoon. It so. sounds like you're really <laughs> disciplined. Like you, you really know how to use your time well. Yeah, I mean, every part of my day I schedule. That's something that I do that, I know it freaks a lot of people in my family out. I'm sure it freaks a lot of other friends and people out, but I schedule everything from this is when I'm eating lunch to going to the gym, class, doing homework. I have, my planner is just like a, a list of to-do lists. For me, that's like how I make my day work. Because if you're going to stay busy, I need it to be organized. I'd like to be the person that could remember it all and not have to write it all down, but I don't trust myself to do that. So it's that's all written down. So interesting. Have you been doing that? For how long have you been doing that in your life? Uh, I remember, this is kind of wild. Back in like third grade, I remember I forgot like four homework assignments in a row. And I went to a small private school. And I remember my teacher telling me, like, Sarah, you've got to get organized. And I had <laughs> had this teacher for like three years. And I was like, you know what, you're probably right. And so then I started making lists. And then in high school, I think it really ramped up and I got a planner because they gave us planners. And then I discovered my planner is my best friend. And so I think in high school, really, I got. Okay, well, but like <laughs> everyone gets a planner in high school. 
everyone gets these planners and everyone's told at some point in their life, you've got to get your shit together and get organized. <laughs> not everyone actually does it. So there's yeah. something different in you. Yeah. I mean, that's, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if it's something different. Part of me honestly thinks it's like fueled by anxiety that like, if you don't get these things done now, they never will get done. I also kind of think it's easier if you know you're going to be busy now and you know you're going to be busy later and you have a track record of being a busy person, it's always easier to do all of your work and everything you can now for your future self to make life easier for your future self, mm -hmm. which sounds, you know, cheesy, but I think at least that's how I do my work and get my things done is because I know if I put things off now, just I won't be able to do anything I want to do tomorrow. I think that's really good feedback for others out there who tend to be procrastinators. Yeah. It just it freaks me out too much. I wish I could and just chill for a little bit. So there's definitely a balance. There's definitely, you know, being anal and being crazy, which I definitely am sometimes and finding the happy medium between that and, you know, not doing work till 12 a.m. the night before it's due. Cause I can't, I personally don't do work past 10 p.m. Cause I just can't, I just don't function. <laughs> so I need to go to bed. Oh my God, you have such good boundaries. Well, I, it's not even boundaries. It's just that like after a certain point, like I could spend an hour reading two pages of reading and it's just not productive. Like it's just better to go to sleep. Yeah, but how I know many college students is we're not, they're not actually paying attention to knowing themselves well enough to know even that much. Sure. Yeah, it's easy to get overwhelmed and to not focus on things like that and to think, well, all my friends are in the library till 1 a.m., so I should be doing that too. Yeah. But I think part of it is also if you've ever been in sports or anything where you need to get up early in the morning, you know that like sleep is important and getting to sleep early is important. Um, so that definitely got ingrained in me in high school and like playing sports in high school and eating. I swam. So getting up at 520 three days a week, you had to get to bed early, which meant that you had to finish your work early. And that yes. kind of just translated into college. Yeah. So all of the, the um, deadlines are sort of backing you into creating and forming a schedule. I mean, it's yeah. true. It's true that having a sport does help you organize your time because you actually have Unbelievably no so. Yeah. And then if you do anything else, so like in high school, I did, my big things that I did were like choir, uh, student council and swimming and speech and debate. And so that meant like Mondays, I remember for four years, every Monday, I had practice six, seven in the morning class 7.30 to 3.30, practice 4 to 6, and choir 6.30 to 9 God, that's every Monday. crazy. It's, yeah, so don't, kids out there, don't do that. You don't need to kill yourself to go to college. Um, I, like, really enjoyed doing all those things. So, like, for me, it was worth it. But it also meant that I knew on Mondays I didn't do any homework. So, like, knowing if you had an off period to do it then and, like, actually be productive during that time because otherwise all these things that I genuinely love to do, like, I did choir for nine years and I've been swimming forever, um, like, I just wouldn't have the time to do. So, it just, our, yeah. Well, there, there's this big thing. Um, I hear a lot of students say, and by the way, I hear a lot of adults say this, and I yeah. hear myself saying this a lot, um, there's not enough time, I don't have enough time, I can't do it all, yeah. right? And, I, think it, <laughs> I think it's a little bit of... I don't know, people making excuses for themselves. And again, this is like a balance between like you do need, there are, there is not time to do everything in the day and it's a mistake to spread yourself too thin. But also I've found that if you schedule things in the right way and hold yourself accountable, I've never been in a position where there's not enough time to do something. 
Yeah, it sounds like you're really creating your schedule so that it works for you and managing your time. But I also want to touch on something else, which I think is super important because there's a lot of parents out there who create schedules for their kids and oh God, yeah. <laughs> make them do stuff. Yeah. And kids are getting overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and not doing it. Um, not doing well or not achieving well. We're not and being happy. <laughs> they're not happy, but I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm making up an assumption that you were actually happy doing all those things that you were doing, but they oh, weren't focused yeah. on you. Yeah, I think, so we talked kind of about self-care earlier. I think all of those things for me were things that made me happy and like were my self-care time. Like the happiest part of my day would be going to practice or going to choir and seeing like all my friends and doing things that I love to do. Yeah. And I was okay sacrificing like Netflix time to do that. But that's not the case for a lot of people. Um, also in all of these things, like I'm one, I'm the last of three kids. I have two older brothers and like with a pretty significant age difference, my middle brother is five years older than me. So by the time I was starting high school, he was already done and was in college. And I think like, they all had like their own bumps along the way, like everybody does of getting to school and getting to college finally. And so my parents kind of, I think, realized by the time it was my turn that like everything works itself out. Um, so all the things I was doing were not like, my parents told me you have to do speech and debate. These are skills you need to get into college, but were just things that like I really enjoy doing. I also think that means, it speaks to, like a larger kind of theme of, I'm a big believer in if you're doing things in high school, that you hate or that like you do just so you can get into college, then like you're gonna get into college with, like the college doesn't expect you to fill like X role. Like if you did speech and debate in high school and you were a national champion, they're gonna say in college, you know, we expect this person to engage in speech and debate. And if that's the type of person they're expecting you to be when you go to school, like you're not gonna be happy, even if it's this like super prestigious school, cause you got in, you know, being a person that like wasn't true to who you are. And then you're going to go to college and just have to do it all again. And that's not the point of college. <laughs> that's not the point of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely not the point of college. I mean, college is a place where you're supposed to be finding out who you truly are and exploring that side of yourself. Yeah. And I think that's hard to do if you go in and there's like expectations of what you should be doing or, uh, yeah, you're just doing things that don't make you happy. And then you do that to get into college and then continue to do them in college, I just think is about a bad route to go yeah. or even more you're going to end up doing things you're going to the same people who really enjoyed doing those activities that you hated are going to end up going to the same school and then you're going to be around people that you don't like or that don't match your interests and it just won't be a fun time <laughs> that's so wise so it sounds to me like your parents are pretty hands off or at least pressure off not a lot of pressure yeah they didn't really care what <laughs> i did in high school no they really cared they were really supportive but they weren't no one was ever like you need to do x y and z yeah so where did the wisdom come from? The like, follow my, follow my own passions. Where did that come from, do you think? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Um, I think I'm a big believer in commitment. Like if you're going to say you're going to do something, like it always was frustrating to me when I would be on student council or on different teams and you would see people not like committing their whole self or like what was expected of them to whatever activity. Um, and so I think from that stem, just like, if I'm gonna do these things, I'm gonna commit 100% to them. So I wasn't spreading myself too thin and then I was, you know, being accountable and was contributing to these activities that I supposedly liked. And it's really hard to be committed to things 
if you don't enjoy doing them and to like give your whole self to them. So then I think I realized, well, if I'm going to spend my time doing things, it might as well be activities that I'm passionate about and care about. And also what's the point in doing something if it really doesn't make you happy. <laughs> and so that doesn't also mean like every day to day, it's not like I was super excited every Monday to go to practice and then go to practice or to go to practice and then go to choir and then not eat dinner till late and like be stressed and tired on Mondays, but like the outcome and the process in the long term, I enjoyed. Yeah. The end result you were, yeah. in, it's like going to the gym. We don't all love going to the gym, but we love the mm -hmm. end result of feeling good and looking good. And yeah. Or like the friends you make and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. The bon what you get out of what you're putting into it is worth yeah, it. Exactly. I also had a teacher in like eighth grade or seventh and eighth grade. Cause like we mixed those grades in my middle school. And I remember she, like, we would always talk about like, well, if you put in like this work, your grades reflect it, things like that. Um, and I remember she told me like, well, the difference between students is like, you get out what you put into it. And if you put in, you know, C work, you're going to get out C work. And that stuck with me for sure of like, you know, you're, yeah, what you said, you're only going to get out of things that you put into them. Okay. So speaking of C work and C student. <laughs> so do you ever find yourself, okay, let me, let me figure out how I want to ask you this question because I've got two things. One is I really like the point you're making here about you don't feel like you're, you're on Mondays, those days where you're like back to back and had a lot going on. You actually were getting energy because you were doing things you really loved, even though it was tiring or stressful, oh, yeah. you were getting energy. And so one of the things we talk on this podcast a lot is something we call a full body. Yes. And a full body. Yes. Is like every part of me wants to do this thing, no matter, no matter what the um, sacrifices are, mm -hmm. every part of me really is excited about doing this thing, whatever the thing is. But when we don't do that, when we do things, when we don't have a whole yes to it, we actually drain ourselves of energy. That, that's something that occurs. So I like that you're noticing, like, even though the day's packed, and, but if I'm doing it with things I truly love, it's it's giving me more energy. It's giving me more aliveness. But then there's always these things, like you just mentioned, um, if you put in C work, you're going to get a C result. You know, there's classes you have to take. There's things we sometimes have to do that we don't necessarily love. Like we don't love every class we have to register for. So how do you get yourself through those moments? How do you get yeah. yourself through those things? I think a lot of it is just being able to think long-term um, and to think about like your goals. I'm a really goal-oriented person. And I think it also means that like when you're thinking about your goals, like that's why I love lists is because it breaks down like these big concepts into like mm. really tangible, achievable things. So I'll give you like two examples. One would be the part of the college process that I thought was the most arbitrary and dumb and frustrating and classist and elitist and just horrible <laughs> was the standardized testing. I just think there's no purpose for it. Um, and so, but like, like everybody else, I like was getting a tutor. I got tutored like once a week. I took more practice tests than like anyone under the sun. I took, I took, I thought I was going to do well on the SAT. So I took it like four times and then took the ACT twice and ended up doing better on the ACT and just like wasted so much time <laughs> um, and just a lot of work in addition to like school and everything else like juniors and seniors have going on like doing that um, and that was yeah, like crazy and horrible and just I'm so sorry for anyone going through that right yeah. now or whoever has to go through it um, 
but I think it was worthwhile because I knew that like if that didn't happen then all this other work that I put into all these other things like for some schools wasn't going to matter as much because they kind of saw it as like a baseline for at least that's what I was told by my counselors yeah um, yeah there's like a baseline like you can check this box and they look at all the other like extracurriculars you have done and you're like your personality and writing skills and all those other things so I just went like, the door yeah I kind of told myself like this is just something you have to do and like just bite the bullet and do it yeah so that was but, one of those yeah. things again like I totally don't want to do this but I'm gonna bite the bullet because it's gonna get me where I want to go yeah, and just being able to see big picture that, you know, like, it's some cost now for hopefully what would be, like, a really joyful, happy college career at a place that I'm, like, very proud to go, and if this is, like, one sacrifice I have to make along the way, then I was okay with that, um, and then again, it also makes, like, getting into college when you talk about it is, like, as just kind of, like, an abstract idea, I think is really intimidating, but, like, saying, okay, get your ACT writing score up by three points if you just memorize you know four more words is much more like tangible and like an easier process goal at least for me to think about than you know hit submit on a whole application and see what happens mm -hmm. and it's also something that I've realized more for me in college is really important and something that I think is like an important lesson in life is that like there's decisions that happen that you don't have control over um, and so everything you can do that is like, if it comes down to you, if it was in your control, if you had done everything in your favor, there's like no regrets to have. Um, and like whatever outcome you were looking for would have had happened. And obviously like some decisions, part of those things are out of your control. So like getting into college, you know, it's up to the admissions committee and like what spaces they need filled and things like that. Um, there's, little, like, little, there's only so much in your control. Right, only so much in your control. But if everything that is in your control, you've done like to the best degree you can, then I don't think there's anything to feel bad or stressed about because you know that you've done everything. We had a speaker come to Tufts earlier this year and she had hiked like, she'd been to like every peak in like the Himalayas or something like that. But she'd hiked Mount Everest like basically by herself. Um, and I remember she like said when she was talking about her training that, and a quote that really stuck with me was she said um, she knew if it came down to her, she could do it. And I think that's like a really good way to see like a lot of decisions and processes in life, but specifically college applications and like anything where um, like your participation or like your acceptance or rejection is left with other people knowing that like you did everything in your favor to get yourself there is a really like huge it's huge for confidence and just like for me mental health <laughs> yeah and it's not just by the way something we do in the college application process it's like what we do the rest of our life mm -hmm. you know every job we apply for every relationship we get into or any business we want to start like anything it's like if we do the best we can and put a hundred percent in to the best of our ability the rest is just up to the universe we're doing the best we can with what we've got yeah I, I, or even I, to other people yeah yes. when people have a say in outcomes for you like job applications college applications being on sports teams things like that yeah yeah exactly it's like everything's constantly changing so just when I settle into a routine boom it changes mm -hmm. and then there's discomfort right in that change there's always going to be some kind of discomfort some adjustment some transition so how can I learn to be in those um, moments of discomfort and transition and be comfortable with that so that I'm riding the wave of the next three right. years. And it's, it's a roller coaster. It's kind of always up and down. To me, that's one of the greatest skills we can learn 
is to manage the moments of discomfort in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that all comes back to like the goal planning and like breaking things down into just processes because there's like so much comfort into the things that you can control and like working on those towards some larger goal that maybe is more out of your control is for me just like huge in my mental sanity and like making sure things actually get done. Yeah, it sounds like that's the way you've learned to, you know, like manage your life. Yeah. (laughs) In college, out of college, however, just manage it. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was such a great reminder and such a great conversation with Sarah. She is really careful to curate her time and her extracurricular time and do things that light her up, that she's passionate about and that she's excited about. And I'd like to remind you that the way we keep our energy up and the way we keep ourselves excited is by making sure that we're filling up our tank, that we're doing things in our spare time that we really love and that we're really committed to and that we're really passionate about. And when we do that, when we are sure that we have what we call a full body yes to doing these things, we tend to have more time. We tend to organize our time better. We tend to have more energy. So my invitation to you all is start paying attention to the things you're saying yes to and notice, are these the things I really want to be doing with my time and energy? And if they're not, I invite you to perhaps say no and see how you feel and practice, practice building your muscle of awareness about what are the things I'm most excited about doing in my life and do I have a full body yes? So are you paying attention to your full body yes? Check it out this week and see how many times you're saying yes when you really mean no. Thanks for listening to University. If you like what you heard, I would be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook and Twitter. I really hope to see you there. If you'd like support navigating the chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling life, I offer live weekly group coaching sessions every Thursday from 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, be seen and heard, reduce your stress, learn how to take back control of your life again. Give the first week a try for free and check it out. You can find out more at the link below or ping me on Facebook and Instagram for more.